Reality Radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It all starts now. I am Clay Edwards. Welcome in. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram <coughs> Studios out here in the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. It is a hump day Wednesday morning. Nice warm day. And be honest, I've enjoyed the warm weather. I have wore shorts every day. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I look like I'm going golfing. I have on a Under Armour polo and golf shorts every day. <laughs> and tennis shoes. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Beats the heck out of having to wear slacks to go to work. I don't miss those days at all. Uh, shout out to all my folks out at the car lots that have to wear slacks still. I, I pity a fool. I do hate it for y'all. I really do. Oh, man, so we've had some good shows this week, man. Some good guests. Monday, kind of impromptu, turned into a three-hour health mega show. <laughs> Enjoyed that. I think I got one segment in, getting to rant a little bit. And I want to go back and revisit some of those things from Monday's show. And then Therese and I kind of go a different path with our show on Tuesdays. We'll talk some Jackson stuff. But I, I try to avoid some of the things I know she don't like talking about. <clears throat> and there's days like today where it's just me in here for two hours. Clay talks about whatever he wants. And uh, those are the days I tend to get myself in the most trouble. So let's see what we can make happen today. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. One more time, 769-241-1944. And I do promise I will get to read all of your texts today. Phone line, would love to hear from you all this morning. Bit of an open forum today as well. 601-879-0002. Last time we did an open forum was Friday. Had a fellow call in and told us what grinded his gears. People with wide tires on the back of their truck busting out windshields. Some of y'all got mad at my guy. I'm driving a car with a busted windshield right now. Probably from the, a wide tire. So I ain't mad at him. I get it. Uh, hey, if you uh, if you end up getting your windshield busted out by somebody with a Big tire. Go see my folks over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Let them get you a new windshield. Hey, while you wait, while you're there, you might as well get your windows tinted too. Get you a twofer, and uh, let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. That's Lakeland Glass and Tent. You can uh, schedule your appointment online at LakelandGlassandTent.com or give them a call six zero one nine four six one thousand. Where quality matters. Lakeland Glass and Tent. Let's see here this morning. Um. I got a couple texts. Y'all going to hit them before I jump into a few things I want to hit. Let's see here. Unknown texture. And he's mentioned, why are people walking across I-55 busy bridge and sitting on the median in the middle of all traffic? Shouldn't the ticket be, shouldn't the city be handing out tickets? I'm going to tell you what, speaking of people crossing I-55, just to, to your point in general there, there have been an awful lot of people getting splattered like bugs on a windshield here lately on the interstates in Jackson, particularly between County Line and, say, Northside Drive. It's really between, like, Briarwood, and, or not Briarwood, uh, uh, right there where Cracker Barrel and Outback and all that was. Anyway, Atkins Beasley. Atkins Beasley, where all them uh, – hookers and crackheads and prostitutes i guess hookers and prostitutes are the same thing all those people of ill repent are staying in those uh 
rent by the week studio hotels and stuff. For whatever reason, they like to try to cross I-55. Instead of going down, going under the bridge, they like to try to cross 55 there in front of, say, like the Cowboy Maloney's in that area. And they are not making it. They are not. No. Remember that game Frogger on Nintendo? Was Frogger on Nintendo? Well, I remember the video game anyway. You would try to cross, the frog would try to cross the road and it would get ran over by log trucks. That's basically what's happening. They're playing a deadly game of real-life Frogger. And I'm constantly seeing stuff. And I, don't, I rarely talk about it anymore, like on the Save Jackson page. But every time I post anything like that, I get in Facebook jail. Because I try to post the pictures. But every time I log on Instagram or something, I've seen somebody talk about people being ran over on the interstate. So, we'll see. We'll see. The, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, people are getting ran over. Yeah, they need to be doing something. But you know what? At some point, if people want to cross the interstate, they want to play that deadly game with these bad Jackson drivers. That's your call. Your body, your choice. Your body, your choice. Play that deadly game. And what it feels like more times than not is that the person that hits them is probably drunk because every time I turn around, it's a hit and run, too. Or they probably got warrants or something. I guess they get a two for one. Send one person to jail and one to wherever they're going. Let's see here on the uh, Guns and Gear text line. Unknown texture says, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Chip chimes in, said, there's one now trying to cross. <laughs> Talk about the pursuit in Jackson by Bailey Avenue. I, is that the one with Capitol Police? I, I'll be honest, I had my daughter's birthday party last night, so I'm a little unplugged on the most current Jackson news. So I, I, let me do a little research between the break and see if I can find which one you're talking about. I did see that Capitol Police had a pursuit the other night. There's a topic I want to circle back to. And it had Thomas all fired up in the text messages, but I, I had a guest end up in the studio and I wasn't able to really go down that rabbit hole. But there was a video circulating online the other day of an incident at a Walmart. I believe it happened down in Louisiana. I can't confirm. The Facebook page that shared it was out of Louisiana. So take that for what it's worth. But a fellow, a black guy, looks like you know every other black guy in Jackson, skinny jeans, still somehow sagging down past his butt, wearing a bunch of wearing a bedazzled shirt. I mean, you know, t- just looked like every black guy in Jackson, an American fighter shirt with a bunch of glitter all over it, and. uh Fleur de Lis all over his jeans and some Jordans. You know, I mean, just stereotypical what you imagine a little gangbanger looking like. Decides he's going to steal a buggy full of groceries from Walmart. And he actually goes through the self-checkout, bags them all and everything. I mean, the buggy is overfloweth. And the guy holding the, uh, the guy, you know, one of the, the Walmart receipt checkers tries to stop him to check his receipt. His receipt ain't no longer than my cell phone is. So you know all that stuff ain't on that receipt. Will a Walmart employee 
another black guy that clearly works out. I mean, swole, looked like a tree stump. It's like, not today. Not today, Satan. Not in my Walmart. So he's grabbing the buggy, and they're having a tug of war with the buggy. And of course, people are filming it because that's what losers do. They film other people having disagreements instead of trying to do anything. Oh, man. I could do a whole other show about that. Anyway, they're playing tug of war with the buggy. I The, the video finally just ends. I don't know what the outcome was, but the comments is what set me afire. The comments were everybody in them, 99.999% black, saying that Walmart employee was going to F around and find out in so many words. That he didn't need, he didn't know that man's struggle. He didn't need to be fighting him for them white man's groceries. And, and if that don't tell you all you need to know about the Democrat death culture, I don't know what does. Here they are, instead of propping up the young man, the young black man who was trying to do right by his employer and trying to keep another man from stealing, trying to keep that man off the road to prison, here that man is being shunned by the community for doing his job. Meanwhile, little Pookie over here trying to steal probably $1,000 worth of groceries, the highest groceries are right now, gets put up on a pedestal just like St. George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, all these other fools who got themselves suicided. He's stealing the stuff, and they're praising him while knocking the other guy. That, that, if that don't just that just fully encapsulates the whole argument, doesn't it? But white supremacy, racism. You know, if you're not allowed to, as a as a group of individuals, whether it be race, religion, uh, whatever, if you're not allowed to criticize your cohorts, your counterparts, because it makes y'all look weak. That's weak. You know, one of the things I've noticed in the black community since I started the Save Jackson page as a white guy is that when other black people speak out against, say, Chakwe and Tarlamumba, there's this group of black folks that are running to the comments or wherever. We'll We'll use social media comments as the example here. And they'll say, hey, man, hey, man, you don't need to be knocking that brother. You don't need to be knocking that brother. You acting like them white folks. That's a problem, man. You need, you need to be able to criticize people. <clears throat> you need to be able to tell somebody they're doing a bad job. Race be damned. That's what you see it live in Jackson, Mississippi right now. What happens when you're not allowed to criticize somebody for doing a bad job? Out, out of fear of retaliation or uh, social, just being socially locked away, basically. Social social separation. There's a word I'm looking for that I can't think of this morning. Anyway, that's a problem. It's a big problem. You know, I remember, you know, he obviously he ended up not being a good person, making some terrible decisions, and allegedly killing a guy. But I remember when me and Napoleon, a.k.a. the Cypher Voice, were doing our radio show and podcast 
You know, he was all, before he got bought off, allegedly, by the mayor and them, Pastor Pickett and that bunch, where he got paid to shut up. You know, when he would bash the mayor, all the time he would run up in the comments. Man, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need to be so hard on that brother, man. You acting like them white folks. You know, he was one of the few people before, like I say, before he obviously got paid, because there ain't no way you turn the dime like that and not, and not a financially benefited. But he was one of the few people, outside of, of course, Kim Wade, that, that would speak the truth about stuff like that. So I got to see it firsthand when I was doing that stuff with him. It's just a, it's a toxic, toxic Democrat death culture. And I'm, Kim Wade came up with that line, as far as I know, the Democrat death culture. And he, he is dead on dead on so I, I don't know that just I, I read that and it just I was looking at those comments and the Save Jackson Instagram and Facebook too for that matter I get off into those comments and I'll read them anytime we post something about somebody being a killer like the other day I posted that stuff about the 17 year old kid who was wearing a ski mask with an AR-15 had just broken to a car and was now approaching the guy's house he met his maker. He effed around. He found out. Now, you, apparently you ain't allowed to celebrate those deaths. Like, oh, you're celebrating death. You're damn right I am. Heck yeah, I'm celebrating death. I'd much rather be celebrating his death than an innocent homeowner's death. They was about to be celebrating that homeowner's death. I would much rather be celebrating some thug's death. Because heaven ain't got a ghetto. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. It is your daily dose of reality radio. The free range human show of choice. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. With over 568 five star reviews. We're going to read you one of them. Right here on Google. This is from about three weeks ago. This is from Chad Weaver. It's a five-star review. He said, My entire experience with Watkins was phenomenal. They really went above and beyond. Andrew was professional and kept me informed of the installation process and made sure that everything was done properly. Literally, everyone at Watkins has been amazing. They will work with your insurance, which is convenient, and they definitely do an exceptional job for you. I would definitely recommend them to everyone. You can be as satisfied as Chad by using Watkins Construction and Roofing for all of your roof repair and replacement needs. They operate statewide, based out of right here in central Mississippi. Shop them online, or start online, should I say it, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right. Let's read uh, some of the guns and gear text, man. I got a bunch of things I want to get to today. Again, Phone line wide open, 601-879-0002. We'd love to hear from you all. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Anonymous texter says, but of course they have no problem bashing the government and federal government for not solving their problems. But when we start bashing the dude that got them to where they are and all their issues, they start yelling uh, racism and stuff. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm going to say something controversial here this morning. 
I've wavered back and forth, waffled back and forth a little on saying this, but I'm gonna need it to make. I, I just I have a big thing about you have to make it make sense. If you're gonna say something, you got to make it make sense. And I, I'll be the first to tell you I contradict myself some up here when you got to get up here and talk for two or three hours a day, five days a week. Every now and then you're gonna talk yourself into a circle. You guys have no problem calling me out, and I appreciate it. I had a texture call me out yesterday. said I was contradicting myself. Now, I disagreed with texture, but sometimes y'all are right. Sometimes I do, and uh, I appreciate y'all keeping me, uh, keeping me honest up here. But now it's my turn. I see a lot of people in Jackson. You know, let's, 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 uh, let's talk about Jackson for a second now. Let's set this up. I see a lot of people in Jackson – it happens to be the murder capital of America for two years in a row. It happens to have the most violent crime in America per capita. It also happens to be the STD capital of America for multiple years here recently. And last but not least, it is also... As they keep telling us the last few weeks now, as HB 1020 creeps the, creeps around the Capitol, it's also the blackest city in America. Is this the black excellence y'all are talking about? Hashtag black excellence. Where, where is the excellence? Because uh, it's not the water department. There's no excellence going on with the water department. There is no excellence going on with STD prevention. There is no excellence going on with conflict resolution skills. There is no excellence going on at the police department. There's no excellence going on at City Hall. So I'm just trying to see where the excellence is at. Because if this is excellent, I do not want to see what y'all consider, oh, we screwed up. I just need it to make sense. That's all I'm saying. You got to quit stealing words and making phrases that absolutely do not describe what's going on. Let's see here. Guns and gear text line. What about the people that walk around with unbuckled belts? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, look, what about the people who bobby pin the bo- their their jeans to the bottom of their underwear so they don't fall further down their pants? I, look, it, there's a problem. And then somebody said they can't even pay their trash folks. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a problem. You know, the sagging pants thing. You know, I've talked about this before. You know, and I can only use I can only use. Uh, a lot of white folks is my as my study group here because you know I'm white. But you know we all go through phases when we're younger where we dress a certain way, we try to follow trends and this that and the other. And then inevitably life kind of catches you and you start dressing like your parents. Uh you know, you start dressing like a normal person to go to work every day whether you have to wear shop clothes, slacks, uh, golf shorts and a polo like I'm wearing today. I mean, you got to start quasi-dressing like an adult if you want people to look at you and treat you like, you know, an adult. 
And a lot of communities have this. You maybe have to start wearing a suit every day. Maybe you got to start tucking your shirt in, pulling your pants up, t- wearing clothes that fit. Little things. Just little things. You know, maybe you got to start wearing some nicer shoes. Just because you pay $250 for your Jordans don't mean they're appropriate for going to work. And, look, and I'm a Jordan guy. I say all that is, hey, I collect, I collect Jordans. So a little fun fact about Clay. But what I don't see a lot out of the urban community is there's so many guys in the urban community still dress like they're a 14-year-old drug dealer on the block in their, in their late 30s. Still wearing a wife beater. Underwear still showing because your pants are bobby pinned below your butt to your underwear. When, do, when is the point that you grow up and you try to start acting like an adult and not a wannabe rapper or drug dealer? I think that's a big unspoken problem in the urban community. Is where's the pivot point to turn into an adult? From a teenager or early 20s. I'm sure Derek has got a hot take about this. Let's get him on the line here. Hey, good morning, Derek. I I, want to remind you of an incident that happened to me and you witnessed it. Do you remember at one of the breakfasts, you know, I came in just my my shirt and my pants, and my captain had me get in the photo with with Commissioner Sean Tyndale. From that moment on, I quit going to the the breakfast with T-shirt and pants on, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The the moral of the story is be ready, be prepared and dressed for every occasion. Well, look, I don't have a problem with somebody throwing on T-shirt and jeans or T-shirt and slacks to go to a breakfast at 7 in the morning because you were still not dressed inappropriately. You just you were, right. just, you were laid back Saturday clothes. I'm talking about looking like a gangbanger, you know, at breakfast or just in inappropriate places. Like, when do you grow up and decide, I need to start dressing like an adult, not like I'm trying to go to do a mixtape album cover, not, like, know, I'm, I, not I, like I'm in a hip-hop video. I agree because when you go to a place, your appearance is the first thing that says how much you care to be there or not. You know what I mean? Like if you go to a job interview or something like that, or when you graciously let me be a guest host, I came looking like I was going to play golf, did I not? Absolutely. So I think when people don't take pride in their appearance, they're saying this is the best you're going to get from me. Take it. You know, here's an example I talk about a whole lot. Um, People with terrible email addresses sending their resume looking for a job. Yes. And I could go on and on. I could do a whole show about this, and I may do it one day. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I have no problem turning the mirror to me and talking about myself. My email address for the longest time, I'm going to make some of y'all laugh. Y'all will never let me live this down. My email address for the longest time was budlightaholic69 at AOL.com. That, you know, was, my, my that was my first life. email. That was my first email address because that was my screen name in AOL, and I remember I booked one of the biggest bands in the world using that email address, <clears throat> Papa Roach. They were one of the biggest bands in the world at the time in the early two thousands, and I just remember the promote the the booking agent said something to me about how stupid my email was, and that stuck early. And I said, you know what, you're right. I changed it to something with C Edwards or something like that, and that's kind of basically what I've used ever since. You know, some form of that, or I have Save Jackson at Gmail. You know, particular emails to the to the business name. You know, but yeah, I had to I had to change my 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 um pseudonym on my email a long time ago because when I was in civilian flight training, I I went by the call sign Spectre, which is a ghost demon or you know a ghost, 
And people ask me, what is Spectra? It's not pronounced Spectra. It's pronounced Specter. And I had to change that for obvious reasons. So I definitely can relate to that one. You know what I mean? Well, when I was out at the Toyota store in North Jackson, I was the Internet director out there, so I funneled all the – all of the online job applications came through me. And I funneled right through them real quick, or filtered, not funneled, right through them real quick based on the email addresses that came on. And some of the stupid names I saw was LilWeezyBluntBlowing420 at gmail.com. That is a real email address. And similar things like that. If, you know, if you're referencing drugs or Lil Wayne or your favorite rapper or what you wish was your rap name, or how big your butt is, or anything like that, or twerking in your email address, automatic disqualifier. Well, not only that, not only that, your parents do you a great disservice with these names with multiple vowels. You know, you hear Kim say that all the time. <laughs> when they, when, when, when jobs look at resumes and they see somebody Aquanasia, no, they just sit to the side. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, that is that is a real thing. There's there's a real problem, and I don't know if it's just a culture issue or if it's uh, it's culture. JPS is just that bad. Or what? But there, we are not preparing a lot of folks for how to become an adult. And, oh, man, and, and, was, and frankly, that's not even the school's job. That goes back to the home. It, it really I does. A, I was in the post office one day mailing out some computer parts, um, some return parts to Dale, and I was sitting in a long line. I was wondering what took so long. There was a young lady in there with a Hines County community, I mean, a Hines Community College badge on, did not know how to fill out a letter and an envelope. And the, and the post press had to show every step. I said, you got to be kidding me. Then I had to stop because I said, that's somebody's child still. But that, they don't teach these kids how to fill out an envelope or application anymore in school. Oh, can you? I wonder how many could write a check properly. Oh, 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 man. You ought to hear me talk about that one when I teach my, my, my driving classes. Tell you, None of them. Derek, they can't you, fill out money orders or checks. Derek, will you stay on hold and do another segment with me? Sure, sure. All right, I'm going to take a break real quick. Stay on hold. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We're live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. And white people, I'm coming for you too. This ain't just pick on black folks day, I promise. I I have no problem picking at my folks either. We'll be right back. We are equal opportunity player haters here on the Clay Edwards Show. Live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by LS Autoplex. That's right. Get out there. See me. We have sold a ton of cars last week or so, guys. We all have had us on fire. We appreciate the support. I got the guys, Casey and Jason, heading down to Long Beach this morning. Well, I say I got them like I sent them down there. They're going down there, and I'm going to be manning the ship while they're gone today. But uh, Jason and uh, Casey heading down to Long Beach to hopefully get us stocked up on some fresh vehicles. But I still got about 9 or 12, 9, 10, 11, 12 vehicles out there. Several great F-150s, a couple Dodge trucks. I got a really clean Yukon Denali. That's the shorter one. Two-wheel drive. Four, no, 15.9. 15.9. You ain't going to find a nice one. Go check it out, LSAutoplex.com. And, hey, look, you know, I talk a lot about LS Autoplex. We buy vehicles, too. I saw Therese at Dark Horse Press post another story yesterday about somebody getting got. For their Mustang with a bad fake check. Guys, if you're selling your vehicle, come see me first. Let me at least help set the market for you. We're going to make you a fair market value price offer on it. We, you know, we go by the books. We, go, we look at the market. We're going to make you a fair, a fair offer on it. No different than CarMax or anywhere else. Maybe, we have, maybe we're a little more. Maybe we're a little less. It just depends. We're going to be right in line with all these other places 
And that's a way you can help support a local business and get paid. And you ain't got to worry about uh, getting a bad check from one of these Facebook marketplace maniacs or crooks or one of these Jacksonians. We're going to write you a good local check, probably from a community bank or Bank Plus, one of these local banks that we use. And you're going to be able to go straight there and cash it on the spot. That's at Ellis Autoplex. Come see me, Clay Edwards, at Ellis Autoplex. And Brandon, Highway 471, right down there towards the Highway 25 end of it, down close to uh, Six Flags Over Jesus, Pine Lake. Pine Lake, right down there. And I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not knocking Pine Lake with my Six Flags Over Jesus. It's just a really big place with a lot going on. I've always kind of nicknamed it that. That is not an insult. I love my Pine Lake folks. All right, back to Derek here. Derek, you there? Yes, sir. All right, thank you for staying on hold. Hey, yes, I got a question for you. I saw this. I've been seeing this on the way in the last few mornings, and I keep forgetting to mention it, or I got a guest and can't get on it. And this, I'm going to tell you what, this is one of the biggest problems with the youth in Jackson, Mississippi right now. And see, when I say Jackson, I mean in cities like Jackson. But we live in Jack, we live around Jackson, so it's our case study. It could be New Orleans. It could be St. Louis. It could be Birmingham. It could be Atlanta. It could be Memphis. Yada, yada, yada. Right? Shreveport. There's a huge billboard right on I-20, right there across from the JSE, JSU e-commerce center in front of those ab- abandoned, burned-out apartments right there, right before you get to the 220 split. And it says, stop corporal punishment now in schools. And I'm going to tell you what, that boy, I, that gets under my skin. I, I got that paddle to my backside so many times. What? Man, and, what? My and, dad told him. Man, I, I told you that story one time, you know, we was out about, um, you know, hanging out. My dad told him, they called him one day, wanted to send me home. He said, don't send here. They ain't, ain't going to learn SHIT here. He says, you know what? And the principal said, excuse me? He said, you heard me beat him. You know what? And hung the phone up. I, and, and from that moment on, from the time I was a junior to I was a senior, I didn't get tardies. I didn't get write-ups. I didn't get none of that. Instant six licks. But regardless of what I done. Man, we, and they would pull and they would pull that letter out of reminding. He'd be like, "Well, you remember what your father said?" I was like, "Crap!" <laughs> when I when I went to Byram for ninth and tenth grade, they had a policy there. Um, if you got you know if you did whatever, you got choices. You could get three licks, three days at home, or three days and in school. It was your choice. You got to pick the th- three licks. You had to tell your mom or dad in school. You really had to tell your mom or dad, but in school was terrible. Yeah, you get sent home for three days. Mom and dad gonna know. So what was worse? You get the licks or mom and dad know. Boy, I took them licks every time until I just quit going to school altogether. But uh, but yeah. And hey, and hey, Clay, I worked at the grocery store on Saturday, so I definitely didn't want to go to Saturday school. We had Saturday school. That was another option. You know, people didn't want to lose their Saturdays. Man, them licks look real good after you, after you say you got two choices. Uh, paddling or Saturday school? Shoot, paddling look good as I don't know what after the, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you know, think about it. Um, it th- this this urban these urban black Democrat communities they don't want corporal punishment in the schools. They don't want the you know, spanking their kid, but they ain't got no problem uh, putting their kids on a pedestal. I don't know if you were listening to yesterday's show. This little seventeen year old that got himself uh, sitting on a slab in a morgue because he decided to put a hockey a ski mask on and grab an AR fifteen. Yeah. I, I texted you on that one because somebody right. commented and said, if you want to be a thug, learn to take a slug. Yeah, yeah I, I read that one. Yeah, and then, you know, but then people were all in the comments putting him up on a pedestal. You know, it's it's perfectly fine with this kid to go out there and rob people and do what he's got to do. 
But God forbid you try to teach this kid some discipline and some consequences and repercussions early in life that might steer him off that path of crime. And, and, and somebody wanted to accuse you of celebrating his death. Hell, they celebrating his death. You know, the T-shirt man ought to be pretty rich by now, don't you think? Because hey, huh. I bet you every, every ghetto person in the sound of my voice going to have a cotton-picking T-shirt on come his funeral after they get the uh, gr- the uh, GoFundMe going. Now, mama Got Mama singing sad songs and uh, everything. Look, I just don't care. I mean, look, I I, 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 at the end of the day, I, I am celebrating the death of bad people. People can get that can offend you. I don't care. It can offend all your sensibilities. You can say, "Oh, Clay, you ain't no Christian." Uh, look, they gonna when they when they finally get me, they are gonna celebrate my death. So I'm getting mine. I'm getting mine while I'm here. Clay, I, I you know what? Even though I have my issues with with Darwin, he wasn't wrong about that survival of the fittest thing, though. <laughs> I mean, every other nation on this planet besides the United States practice some type of caste system. You know what I mean? Yep. Whether it's the Indians or the Africans, you know, you have a you have a certain class of people. You have your your shopkeeper class, you have your technology class, you know, and everything like that. And so when you see Indians come over, people really believe that the country paid to get these folks over. No, their own class of people do. Whether you're an IT or a shop owner or a hotel owner, your own elevate your own. That's what they do not understand. Why can't we do that as Americans? Matter. Better yet, why we can't do that as black Americans? We said it want to bring up Ray Ray and Tyrone. Elevate the exceptional few. We had a kid going to USM at the age of 14. Why did we just not hear about him with an IQ level of Stephen Hawking? You know what was in the, the news the whole time, Clay? A dang Nipsey Hussle. He must have not. He must have been raised by both parents. Homegrown right here, right here in the United States. A black kid, not Nigerian, not African, not a foreigner. Right here, IQ level of Stephen Hawking, going to USM at age 14, getting to turn 15. We talking about a day, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, must have been raised by both parents. They, 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 they don't celebrate that. They don't celebrate that. No, they don't. No, you know, they, they do. People like Benny Thompson and, and the like do not elevate the exceptional few. You know, people like myself. I told you my story, and Kim can verify because I showed it to him, of how I had a plan of how they could fix the water system software. Tony Yarber didn't even come to greet me or nothing. And I, I hate that worthless piece of trash to this day because I wrote a script to fix the water the water um, software problem. He never even met me. And that's when he went on that whole dot chart. Well, I'm willing to work with people outside the city. Help us, help us, help us. Okay, when we do that, you diss us. You, you understand? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's all fodder, man. It's all cannon fodder. Well, I, I don't want to talk about it much, Clay, but you're about to hear very soon about an innovation that I helped with the city of Jackson. I'll tell you what it is off the air, but I don't want to self-grandize. But call me later on, and sooner or later you're going to hear about a huge technical leap that I just helped with the city. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing it, brother. Congratulations. Derek. And, and you know the position I'm in. You know I'm not making it up. Oh, I know you're not. I know you're not. Derek, yeah. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Help me fill a little air there. Uh, hope you listen to the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, always. Have a good one, bro. You too, brother. I like getting Derek's point of view on this because he's very passionate about this too, and he's very he's very passionate about uh, the perception of the black community because you know he's black, so he's part of the black community, and I can always get the truth from Derek. He does not sugarcoat anything, and that goes a long way with me. Let's take another call here. Uh, hey caller, you got about a minute? 
Yeah, just to touch base on what he, Derek said. You know, it's funny how black history, uh, they they always talk about the victimization, the, the horrible things that happen and stuff like that, but they never talk about, like, Booker T. Washington, um, the advancements and the uh, good things that, uh, you know, that's happened, you know, that to project the society and the country forward. No, I mean, you go through a JPS school. I heard somebody calling the Kim show the other day talking about it. You walk through a JPS school and everything in there is pictures of blacks being uh, the civil rights stuff, slavery, this, that, and the other, just reminding these kids of all the atrocities done to black people, but nothing, none of the true black excellence. And it's kind of like the old saying I once heard. You said you can scratch an old wound and get fresh blood. That's, that's great. Hey, you want to stay on hold and do another sec- do the, uh, in the in the top of the hour with me? Yeah, sure. Stay on hold. We'll come back for about three minutes. I always enjoy hearing what you got to say. We'll be right back. Okay. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live at the Matt Kiker Fluid Studios on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Let's uh, let's go back to Joe to finish off the hour. Hey, brother, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Got got about two two minutes here. I'm gonna let you uh, let you talk for the next two minutes. So go ahead. Okay, well, I just saw a really good uh, documentary produced by Larry Elder called uh, Uncle Tom 2, and it was very enlightening. I saw part one. I hadn't seen the sequel yet. Yeah, it's very enlightening, and it kind of showed how the different view of of philosophies between Booker T. Washington and E.W. Du Bois, which according to the documentary, the NAACP was started by white liberals, uh, white socialists, I should say, and E.W. Du Bois was a socialist black face to the, the NAACP. And, uh, but Booker, but it was in complete conflict with Booker T. Washington, who basically told the black community, look, learn a skill, work within the system. If they won't let you in a, in their black, their white hotels, start a black hotel. If they won't let you in their uh, white restaurants except to eat in the kitchen, start a black restaurant. And, and that's back when, uh, the black family prospered, and places like uh, uh, Fair Street and and Beale Street prospered as well, uh, the Bronx. And it was under the E.W. Du Bois and the advent of the whole, you know, the modern civil rights movement that we've seen, you know, black dependency on uh, government and the welfare system that's basically destroyed the family. Yeah. Hey, brother, we got to take our top of the hour break, man. I appreciate you hanging over for me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great call there, always. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We've got a whole another hour to go today. we got all kind of topics we're going to hit. i got to hit HB 1020. City Council in Jackson changed their tune now that they've gutted the most important part of it out. We're going to talk about it. Stay tuned on the other side of the break here. Welcome back in to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio, the free-range human show of choice, train wreck radio, all kind of other fancy titles for this show. At the end of the day, it's The Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios. This segment going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Man, right over there, Highway 49 South in Florence. Justin and his team doing great work on vehicles every day. Good folks. Good God-fearing folks, man. I love talking to Justin. Whenever that dude calls me, 
I know I'm about to get 15, 20 minutes of just solid, solid conversation. Reminds me a lot of my guy Flynn that, uh, that runs Coleman, owns Coleman Taylor Transmission. They cut from the same cloth. Good, just good folks. But uh, look, your check engine light on, they got you. Air not blowing cold, they got you. Call on the fritz, they got you. But what they most importantly got you on is for 15-plus years now, they have been the leader in central Mississippi when it comes to ring and pinion work on your rear end, your front differential on your four-wheel drives, all that stuff. <clears throat> I, I, I talk about it at nauseum, but I, it's about to be Jeep season. Y'all going to be buying these Jeeps from Mack Hike of Flowood, and you're going to be jacking them up, putting the big wheels and tires on it. You need to go buy A1 Gear and Auto and make sure you got a big enough, low enough uh, ring and pinion set up in your, in your front and rear axles or differentials or whatnot. Go see them, man. They'll get you taken care of. A1 Gear and Auto. They are your Jeep ring and pinion specialists. They really are. You ride by, I bet you there's four or five Jeeps out there now. They are well, well known in the Jeep community. But they work on everything. Just because there's a bunch of Jeeps there don't mean you can't get your other vehicles worked on. They got you faded right there at A1 Gear and Auto in Florence. Give them a call today, 601-939-1060. All right. Let's see here. Hey, let's, you know, we ain't afraid to take our L's on this show whenever we lose. So let's take a W real quick. Ding dong, Beetlejuice is gone. Lori Lightfoot loses her re-election campaign in Chicago. I don't have a clue who beat her. I don't care. But she had to go. She had to go. What? Now, I mean, it gives me a little hope. Gives me a little hope that maybe, maybe black Democrats starting to wake up a little bit, not believing the hype. Maybe Chalkway's next. Nah. Y'all are different kind of stupid down here. You know, there's still some money in Chicago that couldn't let Chicago, the second city, completely go up in flames. But um, there ain't really no, ain't, ain't enough of it in Jackson to save Jackson. So, let's see. Somebody said they got you faded isn't a positive thing on the Guns and Gear text line. I'm about to go back. I don't even remember saying got you faded. So, <laughs> Anyway, good news there. Hey, I got a friend starting a new job today. Shout out to her. Wish her all the best. Uh, again, happy belated birthday to my daughter. I told her yesterday, went out last night. Uh, had to watch my daughter legally drink last night. Now I know what I put my parents through. Oh, that's over there. She's drinking a big, I think a walk me down out of a fishbowl at a Mexican restaurant. I'm like, oh, Lord, she gets it. She gets it honestly, don't she? She gets it honestly. But, hey, happy 21st to Kylie. Be safe out there. Now, had to drag me back into the bars, keeping my eye out on her. I don't feel like going to shuckers in these places. I'm too old for this. But now I'm going to sit back in the corner and make sure they all right. <sighs> the anxiety. The anxiety that comes with that. But anyway. All right. HB 1020. Hey, look, celebrate Lori Lightfoot losing. That ain't no that ain't no little thing. I mean, she's one of them. I mean, she is one of their hand-chosen, New World Order, Davos, <clears throat> hand-picked uh, leaders of tomorrow. She gay. 
She's black. She's obviously stupid. They, she checks off a lot of boxes to be, um, to to be to be a a leader in America nowadays. I mean, she's the she's a black Pete Buttigieg. She 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 will have a she will have a uh, a uh, she will be in the Biden administration at some point. I mean, she checks off too many boxes. All right. Anyway, HP ten twenty. Some changes have been made, and the city council. And my least favorite council member, Angelique Lee, I'm just saying, boy, it grinds my gears. She, started, she got on here and started calling all this stuff racist. Meanwhile, she's out at the Re- Re- Madison County Republican lunch, the Grip and Grin, which they do. Actually, I think today is the, the Grip and Grin for this month. Yeah, first Wednesday of every month out there at Mama Hamels. She, she ain't got no problem going out there and mixing and mingling with all the Madison County money, but then sits right back and calls those very people racist for wanting to literally save Jackson. But now she's all right with it. Now she's all right with uh, HB 1020. Let's listen to this. This is from WLBT. In comparison to the original bill, now sparking a much different reaction from many elected leaders in Jackson. Three on your sides, Holly Emery joins us live outside City Hall with details on why you're hearing a different tune from city council members now. Holly? That's right. The original version of House Bill 1020, as you can see, had a lot of pushback from state leaders, city leaders and residents. But now with this latest version of the bill, with all of the amendments that have been made, city leaders say that they can be more on board and are open to state's help. Weeks of heated debate over House Bill 1020 led the state Senate to make some major adjustments, including expanding Capitol Police jurisdiction from just Northeast Jackson to the entire city and not creating a separate judicial district with state-appointed judges, something city council members say they can support. Poor neighborhoods of Jackson, uh, they're concerned. If you don't know, this is Kenneth Stokes. Concerned that uh, we need all the protection we can get from criminals and crime. Whatever they can do to make East Over safe, they make my war safe. Everybody needs to be safe. I mean, it's not. It shouldn't be just focused on my ward. I mean, it seems to be folks across the city to be safer. Councilwoman Angelique Lee spoke with state lawmakers about the changes and says she's on board with the latest version, as long as the separate judicial system isn't part of the plan. Councilman Kenneth Stokes says he's not concerned about that amendment because it's nothing new. You have emergencies, and through these emergencies, they've already been appointing judges. So. You know, whatever it takes to make everybody safe and make the system work. However, Councilman Vernon Hartley says while the new version is ideal in his eyes, he'd like to see a few steps taken before anything involving the city is signed into law. No one wants to be regulated uh, by some entity without having a personal stake in it. You know, well, y'all are regulated by the Democrat Party. Y'all are regulated by George Soros. Y'all are regulated by the Southern Poverty Law Center, the NAACP. Y'all are regulated by them. We have taxpayers. We have state taxpayers here in the city of Jackson. I would love to have the legislators who's crafting these bills to come and sit down and talk with us. Before you pass something that's going to affect us, come to us. Now, according to Councilman Hartley, no meeting has been set at this time between city and state lawmakers. However, we have heard discussion at the Capitol regarding that meeting and that state lawmakers do want to have that meeting at one point in the future. I want to go to this meeting. Judge, juror, Honorable Clay Edwards wants to go to this meeting between city leaders and state leaders concerning Jackson 
and HP 1020. Somebody in that room between you got two sets of politicians. Somebody needs to be in there to tell some truth. And that can be me. Clay the truth Edwards. I'd like to I would like to be the middle man here. Jackson. Jackson uh, representatives. Let me get y'all to sit down and shut the hell up. It's my time to talk. State representatives, go steal some more of our money. <clears throat> what we're going to do here today is we're going to hashtag save Jackson. Y'all going to tell me where all the drugs are hidden. You're going to tell me all the nonsense y'all know about the mayor and everything they doing. I want to know it all. Who's getting protection? Who's really running things? And where's all the money from the water lawsuit? <laughs> we ain't giving y'all nothing. This meeting really ain't about the CCID. This meeting is about the water and your inability to run basic city services. Man, I'm trying. Anything I really want to say to make this little skit work, I can't say on the radio. So we're just going to, we're going to abandon the skit. But, uh, they don't want Clay in that meeting. I got 43 years of frustration that I would like to unload on these folks. 43 years of living in Jackson and another two or three since I've moved having to deal with them that I would love to just unload right on top of their heads. When I, I'm just telling y'all, I'm taking a page out of Maxine Waters' playbook. She said, when you see these people, when you see your political allies, not allies, uh, enemies, opponents, whatever you want to call them, confront them, whether it's in a restaurant, at church, at a red light, at the Popeyes, at the KFC, wherever, Ellis Seafood, Mama Hamels, McLean's, it don't matter. When you start seeing your these uh these people who are making bringing hard times, as Dusty Rhodes would say, when you start seeing these politicians on the left or the right that bring hard times down on your family, start confronting them. Don't shake their hands and be their best friend. Not a not a single person on that Jackson City Council wants to bump in, or, or that mayor's office wants to bump into Clay Edwards anywhere, because Clay Edwards has made the decision. That that's probably going to be the day that Clay Edwards gets to go out to the Raymond Hilton if it happens in Hines County. Probably ain't going to happen in Hines County. I'm just going to be honest with you. But uh, anywhere else. But I'm going to tell them what I think about them. They trash. They've done a terrible job, and they're continuing to do a terrible job. Hey, caller, you're on there. Clay, you know, I'm listening to you making these uh, stupid statements yes. about Somebody ought to be intimidated by you. Yes, you, you don't should have be. anything other than a radio show, Clay. And uh, your attitude about Jackson is, you know, it is what it is. Uh, this is the state of Mississippi that the white folks ran uh, us and list us all over the place. And uh, and you want to sit here and want to criticize a city because of democracy. If you would have stayed in the city, you can vote vote a white guy in if you want to. Don't let him run. But that's not reality. But as I sit here and listen to you, uh, you fail to uh, condemn uh, all these white guys stealing all this welfare money 
and all these rich folks that got paid, and you don't say nothing about that. But you want to sit here and insinuate that there's something amiss with city leadership dealing with drugs and drug dealers. You clearly don't listen but to this show enough. If you don't. You clearly don't listen to this show enough. If you don't think I have talked about the tent scandal at nauseum. Oh, I hadn't heard you say anything about it. Because you don't listen. I heard enough. You say nothing. I say let let me tell you let me tell you what I said real quick. So we're gonna we're gonna put a button on this. I said the taxation is theft, and I don't care about them poor people. I don't care who stole the money. Once the state stole the money from me, I don't care who stole it from them because I don't think poor people deserve it. Well, they do. I want to make sure I'm on record saying that. If you if you're poor for a living, if you're if you're on welfare for a living, you don't deserve no more money. Now, if you're on disability, something like that, different story. But if you're just poor because you're lazy, the gravy train's over. I'd rather see a volleyball court get built at Southern Miss. I don't have no problem with people getting food stamps. I don't have no problem with nobody getting anything because of corporate greed. We got all these folks out here uh, can't make a can't make a living working for seven dollars an hour. These folks cannot make no living out here. That's why they get food stamps. Working for your 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 compadres. How they pay the light bill working for seven dollars out? Get a better job. Thanks, brother. Oh, ha! That's what you do. You get a better job. You know, I got a, I got a GED, a GED. Got a little bit behind, uh, a little bit of vocational um, stuff out of Hines. I got a went to Hines. I actually got a, I got an associate's degree from Hines too. I got a vocational degree. A GED, a vocational degree in automotive sales and parts sales and marketing, and I got a sales and marketing associate's degree. All from Heinz Community College. Got all three at Heinz. All three of them at Heinz and Raymond. And I have found a way to pay my light bill every month. I have found a way to put food on my table. I ain't going to say that there ain't months we don't struggle. That's life in the big city. But you got to find a way to pull yourself, pull yourself up and do something with yourself. Like my first segment. Pull your pants up for starters when you go for a job interview. Try that. Let's try to take another phone call here real quick. Hey, caller, you got about a minute before I go to the break. Uh, yes, I just wanted to say something real quickly. My my uh, my my mother, my mother uh, and father, we were very poor. But do you know that back in the old days that they tried to get welfare? I mean, they were giving welfare. She wouldn't even, even apply for that because she, it was a, an embarrassment to her and the family. And that taught us something. Work. Do your best working, and you can make, you know, and that's what we did, okay? Amen. All right? Amen. So I just went, and, and, and sometimes our life got cut off. But you know one thing? We still had family, and we still had love for each other. And, we, and God saw his way saw the way for us and made things better for us, okay? So, and that's it, okay? Hey, I love that. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. Uh-huh. That's it, man. I got. T- we had too much pride to take that hand out. I love that, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not judging somebody that's had to take a hand out before. Sometimes you need it. That's the point in welfare. It's a hand up, not a hand out. Maybe I said that wrong, but it's a hand up, not a hand out. Every now and then you need a little help. But I'm, t- I'm talking about these career welfare recipients. It's a job title. Y'all, I sell cars during the day for a living. I have for 12 years for the most part. You don't know how many credit applications I see where people try to use their welfare money as their income to buy a car. And then they'll tell me on the side, 
but but I make this much cash on the side. But I make, you know, but my real job is my ca- is cash. You know, I I got my cash app here for that, or I get paid cash. But I get this welfare money too. Woo, boy, that makes me mad. Boy, that makes me mad. I snitch. Boy, I call I'll call whoever I need to call when somebody tells me that. Call whoever I need to call. I can't stand that. I can't stand a career welfare recipient. Let's take a break here on the Clay Edwards Show. If you want to call in, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. I'm going to read a bunch of them when we come back. Right here on 1039 W. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys. Uh, getting that close to that time again. Get your Stonington Farm beef order in. The grain-fed, I'm sorry, the grain-fed, the grass-fed difference. Astonington Farm beef, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, hormone-free, locally sourced beef right here in Mississippi. They're down in Perkinston, Mississippi. Dr. Stonington and his wife, Katie, they will get you taken care of. I'm still eating through my first order. Apparently, my eyes can be a little bigger than my appetite sometimes, and I ordered more than I needed, but I'm telling you, man, that grass-fed ribeye, I did a side-by-side taste test the other night. Oh, man, so good, so good. And the the beef, I made some tacos, some uh, ground ground beef tacos with some of the, the beef I got from them. Phenomenal. Uh, back the Super Bowl, I had a couple sirloins. I cubed them up and put a little uh, Hoover sauce on them. It got a little, it's got a light teriyaki flavor to it. And made steak bites for the Super Bowl party. Man, get out of here. They were the hit. I didn't even, they were so good, I didn't even take them to the party. I kept them for myself. <laughs> True story. True story there. Uh, but look, check them out. They, they deliver to the Jackson area, uh, I think twice a month. They come up to Ridgeland and Brandon. They meet you, they bring you your order, you customize your order. If you just want 10 ribeyes, you can just get 10 ribeyes. You don't have to buy a, a, a package. They get what works for you. Uh, so go to the website, stoningtonfarm.com, and give Miss Katie Stonington a call today. Let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. And uh, you'll see you'll be seeing me at the next pickup because I will be needing some more beef. That's Stonington Farm Beef, the grass-fed difference, hormone-free right here in central Mississippi. All right, uh, we have got Miss Lacey on hold, I believe. Hey, Lacey, is that you? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for staying on hold. Oh, not a problem at all. I just wanted to comment behind that guy that just called. Uh, that's another example of black people slapping themselves in the face, saying, oh, it hurts, but it's the white man's fault. They don't try to better themselves at all. All they do is complain Complain, complain, complain. My mother took care of five children by herself, and she was not that educated, but she took care of all five of us by herself, got a nice home in a nice neighborhood. We did not get one welfare check. She worked night and almost every day and almost every night trying to take care of us. So, you know what? If you really want something in life, you can get it. You just got to do right. You gotta want it. To receive it. You gotta want it bad enough. I got some yeah, great texts here. I'm gonna read in a second. And then you gotta try to do it the right 
way because God doesn't bless anything that ain't right. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you. I just get so sick of hearing that. You know, I get blamed on my job, which I won't say what it is, but I get blamed. I, I, I produce a product and people take it home and they don't. They don't maintain it, and then they come back and point their finger at me and say, oh, it's your fault. We love to blame someone else instead of looking in the mirror saying, it's me. Maybe it's me. No. No. It's, nobody wants to point in the mirror and say, I talk, you know, I know you know this, but I talk it all the time. I got a mirror in the studio here, and I place mm-hmm. it where I can see it. So I can always look at myself in the mirror when I'm talking and, and know that, Sometimes you got to have a conversation with yourself. It's why I tell y'all way more about my personal life than I probably should on the radio. But I want people to know that I'm speaking from a place of truth. You know, I have no problem talking about my own faults. I just got through telling me, telling people I got a GED. I ain't proud of my GED. But you know what? That was the path I chose. And guess what? My lights are on at the house. That's right. Well, we never went without food, lights, water, gas. Always had a car. And that was a single parent. And all of us are doing well. We don't do drugs. We're not prostituting. We know how to speak well. And we're not ignorant and looking for someone to blame. So, you know, I just get so sick of that. I, I really do. It's, it's just disgusting. It's nauseating. Lacey, as always, thank you for bringing some, some levity to the conversation. Me. All right. Have a blessed one. Okay. Thank you. All right, man. Josh is sending a couple. Thank you, Lacey. Uh, Josh is sending a couple great texts on the Guns and Gear text line. I want to read these real quick because he texts a lot. And sometimes I miss them, and always great thought out text. Let's go back to the uh, seven dollar an hour minimum wage thing here. Josh says seven an hour. Try fifteen for these folks to start. My kids make twenty. He said my kids make twenty an hour as a cook. Sorry, I was having to catch a phone line there. I said, my kids make 20 an hour as a cook and going to school all the while. So take your welfare excuses elsewhere. Quit making excuses. Uh, MDOC hiring starting at thirty five to 40000 a year. Military sign-on bonuses up to 15000 just to enlist. It does have requirements. Maybe your welfare recipients can't meet, but that's life in the broke city, I guess. He said, when my kids was a waitress, there was nights she was making 100 to 150 a night, four nights a week. That was at 16 years old. I helped her pay off her car as a graduation gift, but she paid 4000 of it. Come on down, young son. Hit them with them facts. They don't like the truth. That's truth, truth be racist. Truth be racist. They don't like the truth. It don't fit the agenda. It does not fit the agenda. You know, sometimes... Yeah, I don't know where the $7 an hour stuff's come from. I don't know anywhere that pays $7 an hour anymore. I mean, fast food restaurants are paying $12, $15 an hour for the most part because they can't get nobody to work. That's the other thing. Folks don't even want to work anymore. So it is what it is. Uh, great text there, by the way. Great text. Let's um, let's read some more Guns and Gear text real quick. Phone line's wide open. Two or three of y'all have tried calling and didn't, didn't, uh, didn't stay on long enough to to get through i'm gonna start at some of the older text here uh unknown texture says the property inspection department has excellence that gal running should be the next mayor the property inspection department of jackson clearly don't have excellence or code code enforcement anyway doesn't maybe we're talking about two different things uh dagwood says 
They dress like that because they want to be cool, man. <laughs> yeah. It's rough, man. Like, at some point, grow up. At some point, just grow up. Let's take a call here. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hey, my name is Lauren. Hey, Lauren. And I've never called in before. Well, thank you. Um, <clears throat> but after the past couple of weeks, I wanted to call in. And, um, yeah, anyway, so I just want to preface this by saying that I do think you have a lot of good points on your show. Um, and But. <laughs> but, yes, a large but here. Um, I know you say a lot of out there stuff to get viewers or keep viewers or listeners and all that, but it seems like instead of actually talking about certain issues, like certain policies, you end up just going down this diatribe about how black people ruin Jackson and they are the cause of literally every issue in Jackson. But the thing is, Clay, if you want to change anything, why would... It's like if you constantly put black people down, why would they want to listen to literally anything you have to say? I don't need them to You don't listen want to listen to, to Thomas when he starts in on white people. You hang up on him, you know? So I don't know. It's just like you and Thomas are literally two different sides of the same dang coin. It's like ignorance will never fix ignorance. Racism will never fix racism. We know this. Like, I mean... Ignorance and racism is a dime a dozen in Jackson. So, okay. Do something different. Well, let's you talk. Have the let's talk. Mean. Let, 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 let's do okay. Let, let's have a positive solutions only conversation here. Then, what what would you do to save Jackson today? What would I do to save Jackson? Well, it would take a lot. But if I had a radio show, I can tell you one thing: I wouldn't be constantly attacking black people and then wanting them to change and saying, "Oh." You know, all this is your fault, and now I'm expecting you to do something different. You're not doing anything positive, and like I said, you can keep viewing things that are, I mean, racist. Well, who, who's who's fault? Who, whose fault is it then? Um, you know, there's a lot of history in Jackson, and you're kind of playing into something that's happened for centuries. No, you no. are continuing no, 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 no. to not- create or help a huge we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna play the history stuff jackson has been jackson has had black democrat leadership for the last 40 years full control and things aren't going so well you can't blame that on nobody else you got 40 years to write the ship and it ain't working so you you're equating that. that all democrats are of black race so you're saying democrats and black are synonymous i'm saying the black democrats that run jackson have done a terrible job that's factual. That's not, that's not racist. That's factual. The city has gone from under their control. Hey, I can't help that they're black. I, I didn't. I, you know, I have nothing to do with it. But they're black and they're Democrats. Those are just two facts. They're just pointing them out. They're black and they're Democrats. Okay, the and the, and the, hold on, let me finish. I let you finish. Let me finish. They're black and they're Democrat and they run Jackson. Highest murder, highest murder rate in America two years in a row. Highest violent crime rate in America. Highest STD rate in America. And I'm sure if we go find unemployment, it's probably got the lowest unemployment, or the highest unemployment too. So these are all things that and can't even keep the water on. These are all things that happened over 40 years under their control. While the areas around Jackson that are not led by Democrats of any color seem to be doing just fine. So I'm looking at one common denominator here. 
You think a lot of the cities that are run by white Democrats are doing well? I, I did not like, say. I mean, I think a lot of Democratic policies are a huge issue. I, I said, I said I cons- being ran by conservatives. There's not a there's not a there's not a white city being ran by Democrats around Jackson. Okay, not around Jackson, but in the country, there's a ton. And you think that they're doing a whole lot better? I no, mean, they're doing terrible okay. too. But I, but I'm speaking on this is a show about Jackson, Mississippi, for the most part. So I'm speaking on okay, Jackson, Mississippi. Oh no, the it, majority of Jackson is black. So of course, a lot of the Democrats are going to be black. What I'm saying is, are there white Democrats that are doing better in their cities? No, the problem is Democratic policy, not the race of the Democrats. Yeah, the, the white Democrat cities are too busy running up rainbow flags and uh, transgender nonsense. That ain't getting nobody anywhere either. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you are making it about black people instead of about democratic policies. Democratic policies are failing the entire freaking country, but you're sitting in Jackson saying, oh, it's black people. Well, no, it, sir. It is in Jackson. It's the democratic policies. There is nothing inherently wrong or bad or whatever about black people we, we agree You're on that but that we no no we agree on that there is nothing wrong inherently with black people i, I love black people but it's black but, but it's black so democrat leadership in jackson jackson's 80 percent black what am i supposed to say yeah and that's what i'm saying so you think and, the, and then they turn around democrat and they blame everything on racism anytime you try to fix anything they make it about their blackness they use their blackness as a shield so we're going to talk about it you can't, you can't tell me it's not about race when all you do is make it about race. And I'm referring to them, not you. But, you know, here's the thing. At this point, I think, you know, you have the Save Jackson page, but I think it's abundantly clear, like, in the last year, it's just gone, like, you've gotten to the point where your page should just be called Don't Save Jackson. It's like you're rooting against Jackson. You're rooting against the black people of Jackson. And that's just a really sad place to be. So now, so now it's about the black people of Jackson. I got you. Thanks for the call. She, she she waited to the end there to then make it about the black people of Jackson, rooting against them. I'm not rooting against the people of Jackson. I really ain't. But it is, the page has evolved to save yourself from Jackson. It has definitely evolved to save yourself from Jackson. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules. That's what we do around here. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show, live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. I got two callers on hold. Before I do that, I want to say this to the last caller. She's all I do is get on here and bash black people in Jackson, black Democrat, whatever. She goes, why don't you sit down and try to talk to them? We, we tried that. For 40 years, we've tried to sit down and talk to them. So you may not know much about my history. I ain't going to get into a long of it right now. I ain't got much time. All I did was sit down and try to work things out. I used to go to the Jackson Free Press used to host these luncheons, uh, these racial reconciliation lunches. God, I would love to get that invite now. They used to would host these things, and I'd go to them, you know, because I was the white guy that owned a predominantly black nightclub in the city. You know, I was all about the culture and everything. And I would just, it, all these meetings, just every time, we got to have tough conversations. We got to have tough conversations. And all they wanted me to do was say, oh, yeah, you know what? White people are racist. I'm so sorry. That's what they want. That's what they want you to say. That's the conversation they want to have. They want you to tell them that all their problems are because of your racism that you had no part in. And I just got fed up with it. Got fed up with it. I've been playing that game for far too long. 
And you see where Jackson, Mississippi is doing it their way. So now we're going to do it the, the way of the disciplinary way. We're going to call you out. We're going to mock you and ridicule you and shame you into having to either do a better job or step to the side and let the next person try. We're not going to keep failing forward. Let's take a call here. I think Derek called him back. Hey, Derek, you're on there. Hey, Clay, I'm so sick of these people talking about black city, black city, black city. If that's what you want to hearken to, explain why Vicksburg is doing so well. Better yet, explain why Kenton doesn't have significant unemployment or poverty, which is two of the four catalysts necessary to have high crime. Yeah, they have issues in Kenton, but they, they only have two of the four catalysts, which is a corrupt government and a terrible education system. But economically-wise, Kenton is doing well, and that's a black city. So don't give me that black crap. Uh, George Flags is a Democrat mayor, but he had enough sense to sit down with the Republican um, great Donald, um, President Donald J. Trump. So you can't keep using that color nonsense, ma'am, whoever that was, the last caller was. No, I think she said her name was Lauren. Derek, I got to take another call, brother, but I wanted to make sure I got you in. Mm-hmm. Take care. Hey, caller, you're on there. Good morning. This is Sylvia. How hey. are you? Hey, Sylvia. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. I just wanted to say that I heard the young lady and what she had to say. She's as delusional as Carol. I'm just going to be point straight forward about my point, and then I'll be done. Black Democrats have and are continuing to destroy um, Jackson. And she's talking about across the nation or whatever. We're talking about Jackson, Mississippi right now. And the leadership happens to be black, and they happen to use race as a fault for everything. And apartheid and things like that are not helping. All it is is just feeding into the lie that um, white folks, all white people, are against all black folks. And that's not a true statement at all. And the black folks that are running things now, yes, they are failing tremendously. And that's all I want to say. Thank you, Lisa. And I agree with Derek. Oh, heck yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I got one more call on the tape, but real quick, I do want to say. It would make my life a lot easier if these were white liberals doing this to Jackson because I could eliminate the racial aspect of the conversation. But the problem is when the black leadership and the people running Jackson and all the people in Jackson that vote for him, when they make everything about black, when you got the black votes matter, when you got the mayor screaming apartheid and colonization, and you could just because you want to fight, I want to save black lives. But they don't. They profit off the death of them. So they have no need to save them. Let's take another call here. Hey, caller, you're on there. What's up? Hey, what's up, brother? You got about a minute. All right. Uh, I just want to say, everybody says that I hate black people because I don't want black people to die. I want black people to succeed. I want their kids to go to the best schools. Why Why am I considered racist if I put my foot down and say, I'm tired of y'all killing each other. I'm tired of y'all robbing and stealing. Please don't. Let's raise up together. Why can't we do that? Nobody hates black people more than black people. Nobody hates black people more than Democrats. That's the truth of it. That's the bottom line. Well, I want to see them succeed. What, they got to get away from this Democrat mentality. That's all I got to say. Amen. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, if, if, if Black Jackson succeeds, then we all do well. You know what I mean? If the black folks in Jackson do well, crime goes down, and everything starts to take care of itself. Tax dollars go up. Home ownership goes up. We're all pulling for folks. But... When all you want to see is the this imaginary struggle brought upon by themselves and you want to try to spin that as racism somehow, I'm not going to allow it. We're done with that. 
That narrative don't fly on the Clay Edwards show no more. We're done with that. You're going to have some accountability, and we're going to hold you accountable. We'll be right back to close out the show for the day. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to a firecracker edition of the Clay Edwards Show. Y'all on fire today. Y'all on fire. You know, I love the I love the callers that disagree too. Couldn't do it without y'all. You know, at least you're passionate. At least you're passionate and you're partaking in the process. You're not sitting back, not saying anything. Even if I disagree with you, I agree with your ability to call this show and speak your mind, even if I do hang up on you. Let's take one last call for the day. Hey caller. Hey, you got about a minute, brother. Yeah, I just hate to call back again, but I gotta respond. I do appreciate her call, and I do appreciate her perspective. Uh, I think that she uh, lacks um, historical perspective because when white Democrats ran Jackson or Memphis or any of these other places, the, the, uh, there was a, was a cultural shift. You know, that was back when the Democrat Party was much more centrist, more of a, a Jimmy Carter-type Democrat. You know, what the Democrat Party is involved into now is leftist communist revolutionaries like you were saying seattle or or uh you know california someplace like that so i mean i understand her point um but like you said that these the jacksonian democrats have basically built shields of racism that they had behind so it's a good response but i do appreciate her i wish she'd call back more often yeah, absolutely thank you brother yeah yeah, hey, look, Lauren, uh, welcome to call back anytime. Welcome to come in the studio and talk sometime. You know, we, we can have it out. I mean, not have it out like knock down, drag out, but I'll debate with you, you know, have a conversation with you. You probably ain't going to change my mind. I ain't going to change yours, but I'm always open to hearing somebody's opinion in a face-to-face setting. Uh, the phone, you know, can be a little different, but neither here nor there. I, I do appreciate people with different opinions calling in. You make you make this show more fun. I uh, appreciate everybody today. Great show. Mike Madison returns next I'll be back here tomorrow with Anson B. Walker, ClayEdwardShow.com for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.